0: Hey friend, today we're talking the after-school routine. You know that period from when you pick your kids up from school and to that point where you finally get them into bed. So today's episode is all about getting them fed and getting them to bed in good time. I'm gonna share my routine, my top tips with you, and I hope that this is gonna help you to feel less stressed and less harassed and have a really nice end-of-the-day routine with your children. Welcome to the Productive Mum podcast. I'm SJ, mum, former teacher, cycling fanatic, fitness coach, life coach, nutrition coach, and lover of Jesus. I am here to encourage and empower Christian women to live their healthiest and most productive life. Mama, raise your hand if you are fed up with having no time to work out and get healthy, you're frustrated with what to eat and how to find a plan that you can actually stick with, and you drink too much coffee because you're tired by 3 p.m. every single day. If you're ready to reclaim your energy, your time and show the world and your daughter that getting healthy and feeling great doesn't have to come at the expense of time, frustration or overwhelm and that empowered living starts with making the right choices every single day and that you are not defined by a dress size or a number on the scale then this is the podcast for you. Grab that superfood smoothie and let's dive in. Okay, my friends. so are you ready for the after-school routine? Now, I don't know about you, but I found when Chloe first started going to school that she would come home really tired, really, really stressed. We'd have some pretty full-on tantrums. And we would just come to bedtime, and I was just so glad to finally get her into bed. I would just like collapse in a heap on the sofa, and that would pretty much mean the end to my evening as well. Now, that was just over a year ago that we started to build this after school routine, and I do think the after school routine is quite different from the post nursery routine because for Chloe, when she was at nursery, she was actually staying there a bit longer and she was having dinner you <laughs> So this, I think the school, the after school routine is a little bit different than having kids in those early years in childcare. So we're gonna dig into the post-school. Obviously you can adapt this and tweak this to work for you, but I thought I would share like what my ultimate goals are when it comes to this routine and what I do. And maybe that is gonna help you to have a nice peaceful evening routine so that you're not just like collapsing in a heap in bed or just grabbing a glass of wine to self-medicate because you're totally stressed out because your kids are driving you crazy okay so ultimately my goal when it comes to the post-school routine is to get her fed and into bed in good time now if you've been here a while you know I'm a teacher my real issue when it comes to children at school is lack of sleep because you can tell when kids have not had enough sleep because they don't do as well at school the next day when they're tired and they're grumpy. Now, I've worked with teenagers for many years and younger children. I've worked with kids of all ages. And I really, really think when it comes to their learning, sleep is so key because that's the point where their brain is processing, it's resting, and it really does mean that they can go to school the next day and do so much better. And that's what we want for them isn't it i know i talk about this all the time but sleep really really is the priority in my mind for you for your kids for everybody so that being said we are going to reverse engineer from when you need your kids to be in bed asleep and we're going to figure that out by working out how old they are and figuring out how much sleep they actually need If you go into Google, you can find like all these recommendations and charts and all of the things about how many hours children need to sleep. You also know your kids; like you know how much sleep they need. Like if you've got a teenager who is up until 11, 12 o'clock at night on an iPad or on their phone, and then you are struggling to get them out of bed in the morning, then you know that they are not getting enough sleep. I found with Chloe that when she started school last year that she actually started to need more sleep so I actually brought her bedtime forward by half an hour now that she's a year into school and she's a little bit older I've actually moved that back but I did find that she needed like a little bit of extra sleep when she started school and it's not surprising with all of the work and the running around and all of the things that they do so you need to reverse engineer and figure out when bedtime is actually going to be because that's your goal isn't it to get them into bed ready to go to sleep and that needs to be the ultimate aim now you have then got to start thinking about from that time how long does bedtime actually take like how long does it take you and like you know give yourself some buffer (laughs) because let's be honest it's amazing the really important things that a five-year-old needs to do instead of brushing her teeth so be quite generous when you think about how long it actually takes to get your kid to like have a bath have a shower get washed get ready get into bed And then you need to think about when are you doing dinner? How long does it take you to cook dinner? What time do you need to start cooking food? Because we want them to be fed before they go to bed. Um, And then, you know, obviously that's all going to kind of start when you do the school pickup. So for some of you, it's going to look really different. Some of you are maybe there to pick them up at three o'clock and they're not going to bed until seven maybe eight o'clock so you've got quite a lot of time then haven't you but maybe your window for getting all of that done is shorter or it might look different on different days depending what activities and things you have got going on now i am going to side note a little bit about activities after school and i'm saying this with love and i'm saying it with my teacher head on as well like ultimately what we need to remember is that our kids during the day in school are doing a lot And it's really important to remember how much that actually takes out of them So particularly with the younger ones, you might not necessarily want to be signing them up for like a whole load of after school activities because they're going to have a lot of demands on them mentally, physically during the day. And if you're then taking them to activities after school and then they're even more tired, that can have a really negative impact on them, their behavior and you because you're running around trying to get them from place to place to place. Now, I know because like I'm in it right now, there are so many parents who are trying to do so many different things with their kids after school. You know, like there's gymnastics clubs, there's like drama clubs, there's skiing, there's dancing, there's ballet, there's you know, like so many different things that kids can do. And, and it's amazing. And of course, we want to give them as many opportunities as we possibly can. But I really think it's important that the majority of their after school time is spent giving them the space that they need to wind down to then get ready to go to bed, to go to sleep. And think about it in terms of you, you know, like if you're going to work all day, how hard is it to actually then want to go to the gym? Because you're tired, you're worn out, you're mentally, you're physically exhausted. It's the same for our kids as well. And I learned this lesson, and I you know, I, I learned this lesson last year with Chloe, was I'd signed her up to do an after-school swimming lesson and I would take her there she'd fall asleep in the car after school because she was so tired and by the time she got there she was in a massive mood she was kicking off she just she was just so so unhappy it was a really silly thing for me to do and um she just really started to hate swimming she didn't want to go swimming so I stopped that lesson I moved it to a Sunday morning and she's fine and she loves it and swimming is like the best thing in the whole world ever And really, what we've got to do for our kids as parents is prioritise for them. They can't do it themselves, so we have got to prioritise for our children what are the things that they need to be doing. And in my opinion, as an ex-teacher of 14 years, going to bed after school, having a good wind-down routine after school, making sure that they are getting plenty of sleep is going to be the most beneficial thing for them when it comes to their learning and their education. So all of that being said, I just thought I would just share with you what our after school routine looks like um, in the hope that it might help you just kind of like you get your plan sorted, get your ideas sorted, get it clear in your mind what it is you want that after school time to look like. So my priorities for after school are making sure that Chloe has a good meal something to eat that's healthy nutritious as much as physically possible Um, and also having a good wind down routine before she goes to bed because she's very much like me her brain is going like a million miles an hour And I know that I need to help her from this young age, she's only five, but I know that I want to instill some really healthy habits into her from a young age so that she can then take those into adulthood to help her to make sure that she's getting enough sleep and looking after herself when she's older. So what does our routine look like now i usually mine varies depending on the day of the week depending on what i'm working and that kind of thing but i'm either picking up at quarter past three or quarter past four so a quarter past four pickup looks like me going and getting her from school we usually go in our big truck and i will go and pick her up from school with our three dogs in the back of the truck And then we will go for a walk. Now, depending on whether I pick her up at quarter past three or quarter past four will depend on the type and length of the walk that we are doing. But we will go regardless of the weather, we'll put our raincoats on and there's some places that I can take her where, you know, it's a bit sheltered and we can walk under some trees if it's raining or if the weather's not very nice. But ultimately the aim of that is for us to have some time together so it's just one-on-one time or you know if you've got more than one kid you know it's going to be more than one of you but it's just some quality time and it doesn't need to be ages like half an hour however long you've got just some time where you're walking in the fresh air is giving your kids like some time to decompress from school maybe run off a bit of that like excess energy They've been sat, like if you've got teenagers in particular, like they've been sat at a desk all day and it's so good for them just to kind of get up and move around and get some fresh air and one of the things that you probably find when you're walking with your kids is that you are more likely to hear more about their day like you know what it's like when you're walking and talking and it's a lot easier to kind of talk about things as you're you know doing something else I always find with Chloe that when we're walking I hear more about what she's been up to like what has she been doing what she enjoyed in the day and it's just a really really nice time for us to connect to talk to just hear what's going on with her so we'll do that for maybe half an hour or an hour depending again on what time i go and pick her up and my goal then is to start cooking dinner at five o'clock so I've got like those little times in my mind or in Alexa to remind me to think about starting to cook dinner and making sure that the the time is moving in the right way and I'm not sort of behind time so I'm not getting her to bed late. So five o'clock I'm normally like starting to cook something for dinner, she can then choose what she wants to do. So she has got the choice of Maybe I've put some coloring out for her, put some like games out for her on our kitchen table. We're quite fortunate we have a really big kitchen in our house where the kitchen table is in the kitchen and there's plenty of space for her to play in the kitchen as well so I can see what she's up to. She might be coloring, she might be doing some Play-Doh, she might be, you know, doing some reading or if she's got or if your kids have got homework and that kind of thing or if she hasn't got anything on and she wants to help me out with cooking, then she can help me to prep and prepare dinner as well now my goal then is to have dinner cooked done washed up and yes washed up as well everything put away by six o'clock so it gives me an hour to prep Food. I mean, let's be honest, it takes about five minutes for kids to eat their food, doesn't it? And then to be washing up and putting things away, making sure stuff's in the dishwasher so I haven't got a sink full of dirty dishes, which drives me crazy. So I do wash up as I go while I'm cooking. And then six o'clock is when I start her bedtime routine. Now, bedtime routine with a five year old probably looks quite different from a 12, 13 teenager, however old. And obviously I don't have kids that age, but I do have a lot of experience working with older children. And I think it's really important to establish in the same way as you do for yourself a healthy bedtime routine. So in my opinion, a healthy bedtime routine for adults and teenagers and all young children is making sure that they are not in front of screens. So six o'clock is the absolute cutoff for Chloe. Like I wouldn't let her have access to TV or an iPad or any kind of screen after that time because I think she needs a good amount of time where she is winding down, letting her brain process everything that she's been doing that day. And our typical bedtime routine looks like her like having a bath. So she'll sit in the bath and I'll sit and chat with her. Then we'll get our jammies on and she'll get into bed and we'll read some books together. And my goal is for her to be like in her bed at quarter to seven, and now that she's getting a bit older sometimes what I do is I just sort of turn the lights out and just maybe let her have like her she's got like some of those little fairy lights on and she might have a book in her room that she's reading and then I might go back in at seven o'clock and just make sure she's gone to bed and just turn all of the lights out make sure she's gone to sleep she's got one of those really cute little torches I don't know if you've seen these and they're like You know, when we were younger, we used to have a kaleidoscope and you put it up to your eye and you move it around and all the beads would move. I think it was a kaleidoscope. But she's got one of those torches and it's got like um, a little picture so she can click the pictures around. She's got one of different types of horses and she loves that. She'll be in the dark in her room with this torch like turning the little pictures around and it shines a big image on her wall and then you know it's not interactive or anything it's just like a, a torch light and she loves doing that she really really enjoys that or we might sit there and look at the pictures together and maybe talk about it there's loads of different ones you can get she's got a horse one There's like Disney characters and all of that sort of thing. But I find for her age at the moment, that's something she's really, really loving. And the goal really for us in our home is for her to have her lights out, really to be asleep about seven o'clock. And the reason for us it's so early is because we are up at half past five in the morning. So your bedtime is gonna be dictated by the time that you need to get up in the morning. And if you listen to the episode last week when I was talking about the morning routine, I was talking about how you figure that out and how to set up a great morning routine. So what you do the night before is going to be influenced by when you need to get up in the morning in the same way as your morning routine is going to be influenced by how you get to bed and what you do of an evening now if you're listening to this and you're thinking okay well that sounds amazing but I can never get this stuff together maybe you struggle to figure out a routine perhaps you know you're a bit time blind maybe you don't understand how you can get all the chaos and actually turn it into something really really productive well don't worry I'm here to help you And this is something I am very, very good at. I've had the absolute privilege of helping so many women when it comes to figuring out a goal, sorting out how they're gonna fit that goal in the action steps into their daily life. And I would love to do the same for you. If you have a goal on your mind, and it could be any goal, like a health and fitness goal, it could be a goal as simple as sorting out a morning or a bedtime routine, then I am definitely your girl to help you. Go and grab the coaching package. The link is in the show notes. And what you're gonna walk away with is we're gonna spend two hours on Zoom together, figuring out what your goal is, getting really, really clear on your goal, identifying what the steps are that you need to take to hit that goal. And then we're basically gonna unpack everything else that you've got going on all of your priorities, all of those things that are maybe making you feel really, really overwhelmed, your schedule, your to-do list, we're gonna unpick all of that and we're gonna turn that into a really, really solid action plan for three months that's gonna mean that you know exactly what you're doing and when you're doing it and also it's gonna give you the time back that you need to be able to take the steps that you need to hit the goal that you have on your heart. So you're gonna spend two hours on Zoom with me doing that. And you're also gonna get a copy of the She Rises Planner, which is gonna be an awesome tool and resource to support you over the three months whilst you are working towards that goal and the great thing about the planner as well is that it is not only your daily planner so you've got space in there to do your time blocking to write down your meal plans to write your to-do list it's also your daily devotional so within the planner you also get a daily scripture a space for your soap bible study it's an all-in-one because let's be honest, like how many planners have you bought and you've started and you've never used them? How many Bible studies have you started and never completed? And it can be really overwhelming having so many bits of information in so many different places. And the goal of the She Rises Planner is to pull all of that together so that you have one book that you get out every single day to get your schedule organized, but also for your quality time with God as well. So the link to all of that is in the show notes. I hope you found today's episode helpful. I really look forward to working with you and coaching you through this process, like getting rid of that overwhelm, getting the clarity on the goal that you have on your heart. Perhaps you've got something big that you want to achieve by the end of the year. I'm going to help you and we're also going to go through the process and we're going to do it by putting God first and foremost through everything that we do. Have an amazing day my friend, I am thinking of you, I'm praying for you and I look forward to connecting with you over in the next episode. Thank you for listening, hope you like it, leave my mummy with you.